0: Hello and welcome to the Ben's Den Podcast. Today I'm here with... Seb Jensen. And I'm Alexander Mbark.
1: This is crazy. This is our first ever podcast. First together. ever podcast. We're very excited to introduce uh, what we want to talk about to you, all of you. We're excited to introduce our topics and what mm. this whole podcast will be about. You know, extremely hyped and excited, you know. like I've been wanting to do this since I was a little boy. And uh, I can't believe I'm finally in the studio, in the professional studio, with my boy Alex Merrick doing it.
0: Mm, I feel like we've always had an obsession with podcasts. Even back in our earlier Berkeley days, yeah. we used to have our cameras for our other classes and we yeah. just set up random podcasts for fun. Yeah.
1: I remember when we used to make u- little YouTube videos mm, with Everest. On, on the school uh, cameras making podcasts discussing interesting topics at that time you know it was a grandiose time Mm,
0: indeed I enjoyed those times
1: yeah now let's let's introduce what our podcast would be about so what is our podcast about Alex
0: so I feel like our podcast will be more lenient towards gaming at Berkeley because you know gaming is a very broad topic so we're just gonna stick to gaming here at Berkeley and what people play what people enjoy what people used to enjoy our roots for gaming just things like that and uh,
1: by the way, guys, uh, we are from uh, Berkeley International School. That's why we're discussing gaming mm-hmm. here at Berkeley.
0: Thank you, Sebastian. We
1: are from Berkeley. I just give a little context. You know what I'm saying?
0: I like that. I like that. Yeah, no worries. But before we get into that, I'd just like to know what was the first time you started playing games, and what, like, what was your first game that you started playing? If you That's remember? a really
1: good question, Alexander Mubarak. And I can tell you, my my start into the world of gaming it, it comes from humble beginnings. You know, it started all the way back when I was uh, three years old in my, in my dad's apartment. And uh, my dad introduced me to this game on his little iMac. And I was like, wow, what the heck is this? Some technology. And then he put me on the chair and then he showed me how to play this incredibly advanced game. Basically what happened in this game was, you were a penguin. You had to cross the river through some floating logs to get to the end. And in the end, if you make it, you'll get some pancakes. And that's How I started. How did you start gaming?
0: Uh, For me, it's a bit of a foggy memory. I knew I was playing iPad games when I was a youngling. I would play like Angry Birds, those type of games. But my first vivid memory of a proper game that I played was Call of Duty, surprisingly. I was like five years old and I was playing Modern Warfare because my dad was playing it. So I feel like that's what introduced me into video games at first.
1: I see, I see, I see. Now, you bring up the, the iPad games, and I feel like I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of people's gateway into the grand world of gaming, you know, it starts on like their mobile device, you know, such as an iPhone or an iPad, the, have you, you said that you started as well, like what were some of the games that you played on those devices?
0: Like I said earlier, I don't really have a vivid memory, but I do definitely remember Angry Birds and Minecraft Pocket Edition, for example, you know, the classics, of course. The classics.
1: Everyone loves those games. No,
0: Yeah, and it's, it's kind of cool to see that kids kind of follow the same tradition throughout the years. Like now, if you look at the older kids, maybe like 10 years old, they're playing more computer games and more PlayStation games. But then you look at the younger kids and they're all still playing on mobile, just like we used to. Yeah. So it's very interesting.
1: I think I think a lot of that has to do with the way society moves forward. You know, like back mm. then, you know, the, like gaming was really only you know put into one category using one sort of de- like device categories. You wouldn't really like recognize phone gaming as gaming compared to like you know a PlayStation, you know, an Xbox. Which I think back in the day, you know, everyone everyone wanted to get it. Everyone wanted to use it. So that's I think that's why we see so many so many new game or old gamers use that. While now since a phone is so revolutionized into our society and it's built upon every single structure, I think it's more common that we naturally just play games on that as well.
0: Exactly, and it's more convenient. And also, I've realized that over the years, parents are more accepting of giving their kids phones younger ages, because like, if you look back in the day, your parents would be like, no, you won't get a phone till you're like seven, eight years old, or no, you won't get a phone till you're 11, 12, but nowadays, you see like four-year-olds with phones and iPads. It's just technology is everywhere.
1: It is indeed, and you know it's, it's crazy. Yeah, technology has become, become so much, so integral in our lives. But now we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let's mm. let's go back to let's the, cut it back a little bit. Let's go back to the gaming.
0: So, what do you think is the most great or like amazing game that you've played here at Berkeley? Like, what what game brings the most amazing memories? The biggest smile on your face? The spark in your eyes, what game do you think of when you hear that?
1: I think uh, when it comes to my time here at Berkeley, there's only one game that resonates to me, to my heart, to my soul, to my body. And that game is Fortnite Battle Royale. We like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. Because I remember, like, Fortnite was huge when I came to Berkeley and I started, like, you know, learning here. Everyone played it. Literally, everyone played it. You couldn't find no one not playing, and people would be playing on their phones at Berkeley, that I would see people with setups just set up in the classrooms playing Fortnite, because it was everywhere, and you know, all my friends played it, and so it was just, it was the easiest way just to, you know, be social around uh, other people at Berkeley, because like with gaming, you can just do that, and it's just easy like that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it brought us together as well, especially Fortnite, we would legit play for six to eight hours, sometimes even more every single day, call each other, insult each other, laugh with each other. It was just such a an amazing experience. No one would expect a game like Fortnite to come out at this time. 100%. Like now we have so many games that are similar, following the same formula. But back then when Fortnite just came out, it was revolutionary.
1: It was, it was. And it, I think what made it so popular and great was that it it brought in the ability to you know, bring in multiple, like, different types of devices, different platforms for you all to play together, because, you know, that was, like, the main thing that separated the gamers from playing together. It was, you know, there are different platforms, you know, a lot of people are on PlayStation, a lot of people are on PC, some people are on mobile, you know, there was never a real way to connect until Fortnite, and I think that's just what made it so special.
0: Exactly, and I feel like them not focusing on making the game super realistic was another factor to why it was so successful. Because a lot of time when the games are very realistic and you have to focus really hard, you don't really enjoy the game as much. You're more trying to play just to win and just to get a better stat or anything. But Fortnite was just a game where you can play with a ease of mind. Sometimes you can try really hard, sometimes you can just mess around. It was a very diverse game, in my opinion.
1: Indeed, I, I want to also second that opinion because I believe yeah, Fortnite had many different levels of like how you wanted to play it, you could play it. You know? Even like all the way up to a competitive level, which you know me personally, me and some my uh, some of my partners at the time, we actually tried to you know try to play this game competitive because we loved the game so much. Or you could play more casually. You know, you can hop into uh, like a creative world, which is just a world with you and your friends, and just mess around, like mess like fight with each other or just talk trash with each other. You know, it was it was beautiful.
0: Mm. And the other thing is, like, I used to play Counter-Strike CSGO, which was a very competitive game, a very old game as well. And I feel like in that type of game, you have to just focus on only tryharding. Like, if you play it for fun, it's fun for a little bit, but you don't really enjoy it for that long. If you play it competitively, then you can play it for months and months, years and years. But Fortnite, even if you play it just casually, or you decide to play competitive, we were still playing it for a very long time. And that's what I liked about it. It's just, it, you can choose what you want to do, you know?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You can do anything you want if you set your mind to it. With Fortnite, it will allow you. It will take you on the paths you never thought was possible. With the people around you or the people not around you, you know, it just brought communities together. But at the same time, you know, Fortnite can also lead to many communities dispersing, going away, crumbling. It was. It caused a lot of drama back in the day. I remember. It did. Friendships were broken
0: because of that game. Trust was lost. Trust
1: was lost. It was. It was so. It, deep-rooted into all of us that, you know, every small thing, you know, it mattered in the game of Fortnite. All, like, our whole society of Berkeley was built upon it when it was at its peak.
0: Yeah, and being the best, being better made you so much cooler than the rest of the kids. 100%.
1: Everyone wanted to be the best.
0: Like, for example, like, me and you, Sebastian, we were, we were looked at like celebrities. We
1: were looked at, like, as gods.
0: As gods, as religious symbols. But then, you know, like, Gao Gao, Kami... Imran you know let's just get past that so <laughs> let me get into another game if you're okay with that I was talking about it earlier yeah. CSGO CSGO I don't think you really experienced much with that game at all but yeah. a lot of students here at Berkeley especially the ones who were older than us were playing this game and I was one of them
1: I so tell me so tell me a bit about how, how did you get into this because CSGO this is a very old game obviously mm. it's, it's gone through many stages to where it is right now you know how, how did how did you go into that game
0: It was mainly because of Twitch, because you would go on Twitch and you'd see the most viewed games at the moment. And for some reason, over the years, CSGO would always be top or second and go back to the top. It would always stay up there. And I had some money saved up and my friends Chris and Mel, uh, they used to go to Berkeley. uh, They were playing it and I was like, they're my friends. I like watching this game. I have enough money for it, so I might as well get it and try it. And then since that day, I've been addicted. I still play it like today, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, So, can, can you please uh, explain what the the premise of uh, CS:GO is?
0: So, it's a shooter game. So, you have the terrorists and the counter terrorists, and you basically have to win rounds. The terrorists have to plant a bomb, uh, while the counter terrorists have to stop them or defuse the bomb. So, it's a very like stereotypical shooter game. You know, you have the good guys and the bad guys. But the one thing that made it special was it's it didn't have. That many things in it. like there's not crazy graphics or anything the main thing that made it so enjoyable was you had to learn how to aim properly you had to find all the cool smokes and stuff like it was a very competitive game if you just played it for a little bit you wouldn't be able to play it at the top levels you'd have to play the game every single day practice every day talk with your teammates set roles to your team it's it's like a sport basically that's why the game is one of the top ones in esports that's where the big money is
1: and you, you discuss esports, and I do remember there was a time where you know you tried to go on a professional level.
0: You mm. guys even had a team. You know? Yeah, we did have a team. Talk,
1: talk me through how that experience was.
0: It was actually a pretty interesting experience, and a very enjoyable one as well. We were still kids, we were still in high school, and we joined a really big CSGO tournament. And we won our first and second game, which was very good for us, wow. because we weren't like, compared to the other players, yeah. we had way less hours in them, way less experience, we're younger. So for us to even win two games in the tournament, that was a big moment for
1: That's us. Massive. That's
0: massive. Mm. Right. But the other thing I wanted to bring up about video games is the money-spending problems with, that come with them. I feel like both CS:GO and Fortnite have this very big problem.
1: 100%. I feel like, you know, you, to really have a good time with these games, oftentimes you, you you also spend a huge, more than you need, amount of money. Indeed. More than definitely necessary. But because of these games are just, they can be addicting, and they, they, they want you, they, they make you want to spend money on it. And I think it's a trap that we all fall for. It's crazy.
0: Mm. How much money do you think you spend on Fortnite alone?
1: On Fortnite Battle Royale, uh, I've spent thinking about it, I think my account right now, is worth around 11000 baht. Wow! Oh. It's, it's it's pretty yeah, unbelievable. It's to Pretty th- crazy. The things I would do to have that in my current bank account right now,
0: absurd. Absurd. How much do you
1: spend on uh, CSGO?
0: The thing about CSGO, it's a bit different than Fortnite because yeah. the market there, when you yeah. buy skins or whatever you want to buy, cosmetics in the game, you can sell them later on. It's a market, so it goes down in value or it goes up in value.
1: That's real cool. And
0: I've actually made profit probably. Wow. And I think in total, I've spent... 20,000 baht and I made back 25,000 baht. Oh, so
1: That's a big money That's That's very, very smart of you. Thank you. So that's very cool. That I'll you? be honest,
0: not much thought was into it. I just got very lucky. But,
1: yeah, but you know, money is money. You know, Money is money. You can take that money to invest into grander
0: things. Indeed, indeed.
1: What about Fortnite? How much have you spent on Fortnite? What you say? Fortnite,
0: not too much, I'd say. I'd say maybe 5K, just maybe a little bit more. I didn't really spend that much. I also quit for a long time, I remember. But at the beginning, ages of Fortnite and close to the end, I started spending some money. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely way too much than uh, we should have been spending. We are some spoiled kids. We We really were. We we could
0: have focused our money on better things. If you're listening right now kids there's so much better things in life than video games and 100%. buying cosmetics and of course enjoy video games they're the best you can have a good time but don't spend your hard-earned money on them especially if it's just cosmetics because it doesn't benefit you in any way in the game exactly
1: if you're going to spend money on games i would recommend spending it more on the physical things that come with game. you know like your peripherals or your, your pc mm. you know i think that is more worth the investment than cosmetics in a video game that changed no thing about how you play the game.
0: Exactly. And now, four, four years, five years after playing Fortnite, these new games are coming out with really good graphics. And sadly, our computers are just not able to run them anymore. Exactly. Now, if we spend our money on new computer parts, upgrading it over the years instead of just spending it on video games, we'd be living the life right now. 100%.
1: And uh, I do want to second that point, you know. Like having that money invested into better things, it would have improved our overall experience, and not only video games, but just everything that has to do with computers in general. Because when you upgrade your computer, you're not upgrading your gaming system; you're also upgrading your workplace, your way of living. Most people nowadays, since we're so rooted in technology, we're spending half our time on our computers, and you know, having a good computer is, is more important than you think.
0: Yeah, you exactly. said, and like bringing back to your point, when I was, um, it was like seventh eighth ninth grade i spent so much money on video games yet i had a really crappy computer and it really made my life worse at berkeley because while everyone's already loaded into google chrome my computer's still opening mine would make a loud fan noise that would be very embarrassing and i could have afforded a new laptop i could have asked my parents for a laptop but i just kept spending my money on things that were not benefiting me in any way
1: i completely understand with the the laptop uh, situation I myself also went through that stage, you know, I got a gaming laptop, but it was really bad after a while because, you know, it could only work if you plug it in and also the fan was broken and it would make Mm. a really loud, annoying sound every time you turn it on. It was pretty embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it was tough times. Before we end this podcast, I just wanted to ask you one more question, Sebastian. Yes, no worries. What game do you think is rising up right now and people at Berkeley will start playing soon, (sighs) if any comes to mind?
1: Oh, right now... Mm, let me think. Now I haven't been too deep into the gaming space recently, but one game that does stick in my mind is is the block game itself. M I N E C R A F T, Mine
0: to the Craft. That's yeah, You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Minecraft as well. You're thinking of Minecraft because well. I feel like out of all the games in the world, Minecraft is one of those games where. You'd play it for a very long time and then quit. And then you come back to it again and then quit. And then you come back to it again. It's a game that lasts a lifetime. 100%
1: agree.
0: So even if we quit it, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just we got bored of it. But eventually, there'll be a moment where we're just like, we want to play Minecraft again. Yeah. And I feel like if we get involved, we'll get our friends involved. And if our friends get involved, more people will get involved. And then you'll see Berkeley just play Minecraft.
1: 100%. And the situation really did happen with us and our friend group. We all just started playing minecraft and it was me and you and remy yeah Yeah, it was crazy and then all of a sudden and then all of a sudden we had a server we would play together like constantly for two or three weeks
0: you know it'd be pretty cool yeah i say we make a berkeley minecraft server
1: and i say since
0: we're the seniors and we have the most experience with games we'd be the admins so we can keep the server in control make sure no one's destroying everything and And we don't
1: abuse our power no
0: abuse of power of course we can break each other's stuff have a little bit of fun but we'll make sure to keep it moderated. We'll keep
1: we'll keep it safe, keep it clean for all the younger generations so they don't get bullied by the seniors, for example, which they won't.
0: Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I think we're running out of time here. Yeah, I think so, too. But I've had a wonderful conversation with you, Sebastian, Me like too. always.
1: It's been an honor talking to the Alexander McBark.
0: It's been a pleasure talking to you, Sebastian Jensen.
1: Wow. I'm very happy we did this uh, podcast episode, but uh, unfortunately, guys... Um, you know, with all good things, it must come to an end. And now is the end of the end. podcast.
0: Thank you for watching. Thank the Benz. Den Podcast. And we out. Peace.